Hey everyone, it's Jenny. It's Hillary. Welcome back to the Garbin Garbin Tarts. <laughs> Welcome back to the Garden Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> and our special October app of where we've been in October. We've been a lot of places. <laughs> we have. We're like, this will be an easy one. And then it turns out they're all like fun stories. Yeah, definitely fun stories. So if you haven't caught on, this is going to be a year-long project of special episodes where each month we will talk about the YouTube shows we have been to in that month of previous years. So we do have a few months that we haven't been to anything. Yeah. August, January, and February, I think. Something like that. So like we mentioned in our last Bean app, each month we're going to highlight an organization that we support and would like to introduce you all to. But we've decided that leading up to the election, we are exclusively supporting the ACLU. The American Civil Liberties Union, which is a vital organization. And specifically now because of their work making sure people are able to use their right to vote. Yeah. Despite outside groups trying to take that away from people, disenfranchising them. You can go to ACLU.org and learn more and give a donation if you want. You can go right on the homepage of our website. It was a pop-up if you want to click on that to learn more. And also, if you buy any of our Vote Baby merch and our merch stand through our website, all those proceeds will go to the ACLU up through November 3rd. And that stuff's limited. Once the election happens, that merchandise goes away. Yeah. Please support the ACLU and just friggin' vote. Make sure you voted. What's your voting plan? Tell us. This is so important. I voted today. Yeah. But October has not a lot of shows, but some fun stories. And we were both at most of them together. Most of them, yes. Which is fun. I'm going to presume that you are not drinking anything this evening and you are minding your health. Yes, I am. I am drinking screwball peanut butter whiskey, which I haven't had in a while, with a dash of Kahlua and a dash of Bailey's. Mm. There's nothing that sounds bad about that. Is all the things I love over just like a little cube of ice. Just a nice little sweet treat. (laughs) It's mostly screwball. It's quite delicious. I mostly. love drinks where you, you can just call it mostly an ingredient. Like right. I drink cider and then I order, but I'll order a fireball shot and pour it in my glass yeah. of cider. So it tastes like, you know, cinnamon apple. And then I get another shot and I pour it in the same <laughs> cider. So you get to the bottom and that's a drink that's called Mostly Fireball. <laughs> I titled it. And everyone does it. Everyone's like, you've had that glass for a really long time. And I'm like, I know. Taste it. And it's almost all Fireball. Mostly Fireball. I have, I used to not drink really any caffeine at all. But sometimes I'd want some. And, you know, sometimes if you're at like a Panera or somewhere where you can serve your own coffee you do it yourself and I'll do like three quarters decaf and just like a quarter calf and eat a coffee and no one steal this because I'm gonna trademark it I call it kind of calf Ooh, that's good 
And so my husband doesn't really drink coffee anymore. And he'll be like, will you get me a kind of calf? <laughs> Instead of, I mean, half calf is all the rage nowadays. Right. Sometimes you just need a kind of calf. Yeah. I feel like now that I've said it in our podcast episode, I now own it. Right. It's now been published. So I have the rights to it. Suckas. <laughs> okay, let's get going into where we've been in October. Do you want to start with the first one? So the first one was on October 31st, 1997 at the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan, Detroit. Right. right outside Detroit. It was Larry's birthday. All three Garden Tarts were at that show, but we weren't together. And we didn't even know Amanda then. No, I was with, I was supposed to meet someone else there. I drove up to Detroit with some college friends. They had seats somewhere else. I had seats with someone else and she never showed. It turns out that, I mean, we ended up getting in contact. Major travel issues and she got sick. So it wasn't, she was safe. But I had some delightful neighbors. So I had a wonderful time. And in hindsight, I know where you were because something happened. And it turns out it was with you. But I'll let you, uh, this is mostly your story. This story goes in a lot of different directions, but I went with a group of our friends that we all went to over the years, have been to many shows with. Um, And I wasn't going to go. Like I had no, I didn't have a ticket. And then it was like a week before something. I'm like, damn it, I'm going. And somehow I got a cheap plane ticket and flew to Detroit. Did we um, know that, did I know you were there and vice no, versa? No, like the only person I think that actually knew I was going to be there was our friend. Oh, yeah. Because I met another friend in the airport and she was like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, I didn't know you were going to be here. And I'm like, oh, surprise. Uh, I didn't either. Welcome to the rest to of the year. That. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot to mention that. So anyway, it was a big group of us. And I just remember being really late. Like we got stuck in traffic and I was about to die. And we got in, got down to the floor. I have no idea where our actual tickets were, but they were not on the floor. And we found this rail spot along the catwalk, maybe halfway between the main stage and the B stage-ish. So one of our friends had had a argument in London or something with Larry about Americans. He made some comment about Americans and she got very upset about it. And this was a feud that started and I feel like for quite some time lasted. It might still be going for all I know. <laughs> I just haven't seen Larry in a really long time. Um, but anyway, so it was Halloween and we stopped at a costume place to just get some funny hats or something. And we found these glitter Uncle Sam hats. Yeah. Like with the star stripes. And we're like, oh shit, we got to get this. So we each got one and two of us I think there were several of us at the end of the B stage and then three of us were in the middle. And and I was actually where my seats were. You were actually facing me. I was up about halfway up the seats. Oh, really? But I was like, even we would have been, I mean, we couldn't have seen each other, but we would have been facing each other. Right. 
Also, one of our friends had made a sign that said, America loves you, Larry. It was like some really, stu- I don't know, but it, it was mean. I mean, it was, it's on, you know. Anyway, so we get to our spots and really good spots. And at one point, Bono comes down the catwalk and turns and looks at us. And our friend has this sign that says, you know, America loves you, Larry. And he's just like, no, me. <laughs> like, not him, me. me. Um, so then he did this thing where it looked like he was reaching towards his own face, like like a make a duck thing with your hands. <laughs> quack, quack. Quack, quack. But it was facing him. And we're like, okay, he's lost it. So he goes to the first person in our group, which maybe was me. I don't remember our order. And I just look at him like, I don't know what that <laughs> means. You're making this duck thing, but at your it's own like a sock face. puppet. It's like if you yeah, had a exactly. sock puppet on and your I'm like, hand. Yeah. I have no idea. So he goes to our next friend and does the same thing. She looks at him like he's crazy, too. And then he gets to our third friend, and she's like, the hat? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) So she hands him the hat. (laughs) This Uncle Sam hat. (laughs) And I I saw this all happening. This was just (laughs) from a different part of the stage. I just didn't know it was them. I still cannot explain the sock puppet thing because... I mean, when you, if he had just done that the opposite direction, we totally would have known what he wanted. <laughs> right. It was just weird. Anyway, behind <laughs> us were two people in costumes that were Chewbacca and the Grim Reaper. And they hugged us and like freaked out and were just like, no big deal. And I don't think we got that it was a big deal until after the show and everyone was telling us. Right. That they saw all this go down. You said it years and years later. Amanda said it. Our friends that were ended the B stage, like every, you know, people were talking about this for years. But I don't think we had the, we didn't understand that for <laughs> just so during confused. the show at least. It was like I don't know what just happened, but some weirdo t- <laughs> took our friend's hat. I don't think she got it back either. Oh, as if. The what? Yeah. I said, as if, like, why would he return it? But anyway, it was, it was quite, quite an experience. It was a good show, but I, that's all I remember about it was. I don't remember anything else standing out except they did on the B stage. I think during the encore, they sang happy birthday to Larry with a cake and his wife came out. Oh, that's right. Okay. And and I think she might've brought the cake out. But it was a festive show. It was a good show. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't have any specific other memories. Oh, when we get to Pop, we'll have more to tell about that trip. Did Larry... Are they married? Or have they just been together forever? I don't know if they're legally married or not. I just how I refer to her. Yeah, that's fine. Anyway, so that wraps Partner. up our Pop March show, I think. Yeah, I think now we well, had... We ran into each other outside. Oh, that's what happened. I was looking for my friend that I had ridden up with. I was trying to find him and I was trying to find the gate that I knew he'd come out. 
and I was I was trying to walk into a fence. I think you and I like literally ran into each other. Yeah, you. I know you were at a fence. But I remember like stopping to not run into you guys. Yeah. Like literally collide. Yeah, it, that was crazy too. Was like, so crazy. So many people there. It's a friggin' dome, and right? you run into somebody yeah. you know. Then we head into elevation. Yes, elevation. Which was a very our first show in October for Elevation was on October 13th at Cops Coliseum in Hamilton. Yeah, in 2001. This was the first time you met Amanda. This was the first time I met Amanda, correct? And it was like love at first sight. It was friend at first sight. It really was. I'm really glad Um, to have brought you two together. Yeah, thank you. Anyway, this was also just a little over a month after September 11th. And yeah, barely. It was just, I felt like everywhere I went, there was just silence. Like, mm-hmm. in the airport, just everywhere it was just silence. Like, what's, you know, what's going to happen? Or I don't even know, but I remember even feeling that when we got to I can't believe Toronto. we flew. I know. And I remember my brother calling me and saying, don't wait for someone else to be a hero if you see something do what you need to do right. and we're we're about to land and this little old lady starts walking to the front of the plane and <gasps> I'm like what do I do <laughs> and I didn't do anything in the so I mean if she was dangerous you know I wouldn't have done anything but the flight attendant said you can't go to the bathroom now just wait you know maybe we thought because we were going to Canada this is also we said we would never leave the country for a show (laughs) and this was our first this was our gateway show (laughs) our gateway drug crossing the northern border into Canada but then after we went to that show we said we're never gonna leave the continent continent. how'd that work out for us Jenny well failed miserably we did (laughs) for all the best reasons yeah but we digress. Um, that show was a really unique show, just everything about it. But it was the first show that they had the screen of the names of the people killed on 9-11. Yeah. And I just remember seeing it start and I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like I was, I mean, I'm pretty sure whole, I said that. It felt like the whole seats. Yeah. Because it was, before then, it was, like, the walk-on symbols, right? It was all the elevation symbols. I just, I mean, I can still feel it just totally gutted. Totally. And I think we said to each other, like, like no, like, or maybe it was also in my head, like, oh, no. No, I was like, please don't do this. Please don't do this. I can't handle it. And I couldn't handle it. And honestly, I wish they hadn't done it. And... I mean, they, it was a great tribute. Did. I didn't like, you know, I kind of felt like I was going to a show not to deal with. <laughs> Good luck with that going to a And YouTube. then I forgot who I was going to see because, yeah. But no, but oh, I, I, I think it was a nice tribute and everything. But in terms of just for me being selfish in my emo- with my emotions, I wish they hadn't done it because right. it hurt like thank god we were standing at a rail i think i would have landed on my knees yeah oh my god yeah but that was uh that was hands down my most emotional show i've ever been to and i've been to a bunch of emotional shows yeah that was a whole other level yeah and then we had one other october show on the 
Elevation tour, which was just two weeks later. Yeah. Apparently, in New York. So here we are, roughly six weeks after 9-11. And I we're in New York. Like, we're in New York. I think this is, I didn't look this up, but if I remember, this was like the first live show in New York after 9-11. Maybe of that scale. Pretty close, if it's not the case. Yeah. We got seats for that show on purpose. Straight ahead of the stage, high up, because you know, you gotta see the whole show. You gotta take the whole thing in. We did it on purpose. So we got up to our seats and we just kind of were like, fuck no. <laughs> like, this is totally unacceptable. unacceptable. Nope. This we looked down happening. and right outside the heart, right on the left side was a gap big enough for two people. Granted, so this is an arena, an indoor arena, and we are close to the top. We're more than halfway up. Yeah. Oh, way more. Way more than halfway up. I had on me, someone had gone to a show prior and was brought me a little souvenir pass, like a working crew pass or something. I don't even think, I think it was like something they give kids to feel good about themselves, like... Right. I don't even know what it was. Nothing official. Different show, different night, whatever. And we're like, let's just try and walk down there, see what happens. And we, I just kept flashing this. <laughs> Those workers at MSG, they probably are, hopefully are fired by now. <laughs> Cause I don't know how many minutes it took us to get down there, but those spots were still open. And I mean, the rail, everywhere else on the rail was more than one person deep. I mean, this was late and we yeah. still the Got front rail was really filling up. A friend of ours, Tony, if you're listening, was in seats and he said he saw the whole thing. <laughs> like, us struggling to get down and then us running over to the rail spot. And it's so weird that that happened because what, I mean, the odds of that. We say that St. Divine was there and guided us down. The weirdest thing. St. Divine lived at MSG. But so when I think about Tony watching us, I to me it's a movie scene and there's like a spotlight on us and there's lots of commotion and it's like Frogger trying to get around. Right. <laughs> I have a very specific image of what he watches and what he sees. Yeah, I mean that must have been He's I don't like, know. It was the- amazing. <laughs> I think once we got down there he called you or texted you or something like and we waved. But yeah. No, I think we knew where his seats were. Oh, and so we waved to him? Yeah. Get his attention? I think that's... Well, he'd seen us. No, we did, because you called... (laughs) You called that guy that your friend said was all connected with the band. He wasn't connected with the band. But you called him (laughs) and watched him answer the phone, and then was like, no, he can't help me. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) I saw who it was. Like, nope, know him. Yeah, we know him. We, we can't help. Um, so maybe I did talk to Tony on my phone. I don't remember. But Tony yeah. saw us. He knew where we were going to be. We knew where he was going to be. Yeah, I would love to see that, like, on video. Like, either that or either, like, Frogger or, like, like one of those, like, black and white films where it's, it speeds <laughs> it, like, up. like, skips and sputters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but that was fun. And the show was uh, amazing, as of course it would be in yeah. New York, still extremely raw, extremely emotional. It's um, very therapeutic. 
very really i didn't entirely feel like hamilton was therapeutic but new york was also at the end they pulled up a bunch of police officers and firefighters on the stage yeah that was cool during one right i think it was one it was cool it was amazing Anyway, oh, it wasn't one that the um, F- FDNY and EMS came up. It was during Walk On. And, but then they stayed on stage for another song. Well, that was amazing. Amazing. Hey there, listeners. If you're a U2 fan, you are more than likely aware of the work that Bono has done and continues to do in Africa. It's amazing work, and the exciting thing is you can get involved too. There are two simple ways. One, go to one.org and sign up to fight against extreme poverty. Two, visit red.org to shop. What? Shopping helps? It sure does. By purchasing Red branded products, you are contributing to the Global Fund, which supports HIV AIDS grants in many African countries. As your man says, Where you live should not decide whether you live or whether you die. So head on over to one.org and red.org to join the Garden Tarts in doing our part to end AIDS. And then we get into Vertigo. God, we love those MSG shows in New York. That is my favorite venue yeah in the world it's just like magic when you go in there saint divine i'm telling you and i don't know the actual history and story of saint divine but that's what we say so i'm sorry if that's some kind of sacrilege or really incorrect but we keep saying it and good shit keeps happening so (laughs) so keep it going we're just gonna let that go so our next show in October was October 8th 2005 also at Madison Square Garden in New York we were with Garden Tart Amanda and her friend Sarah and this was when they had the lottery system to get into the heart yeah remember that and we the four of us were in line together but you or I walked through first and got the lottery so you and I went in we were able to get front rail like awesome front spot front center both Sarah and Amanda were sadly outside. I'm glad they were together. I hate that we weren't all together. Yeah, me too. But you don't see crap from being that close. Like, they yeah. definitely had a better view than Yeah. It's only did. when Bono's there is when that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, Wait, um, you can't see behind you at the tip of the heart that well at all. No. Um. So, I think the best part, though, of... That show was our cue. (laughs) (laughs) All the funny things happen in that cue. Like crazy, ridiculous crap. That was the weirdest day ever. Really, really weird. Remember our hotel room? We didn't even want to be in it. It was kind of gross. We found that later in the bathroom. But not in our room. We didn't have bathrooms. There was black mold in the bathroom, yeah. and we decided it was going to be safer to sleep on the streets <laughs> it was outside in our room. MSG to breathe in the black mold of this hotel room. Yeah. We were so excited. The hotel's right across the street. We had sleeping bags and everything. 
we did. We crashed And we got hard. this little corner nook where there was a pl- an outdoor plug, and I charged my phone all day. It was um, amazing. It was easiest, most luxurious queue of all time. So yeah, electricity. And my number in line was 40. That I remember very, very well. Wow. Okay. I remember. We also had bridal magazines because I think you were eminently getting engaged or were you already engaged? I think that we had just gotten engaged like a week or two prior. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Anyway, we we just did well with Killing Time and I slept like really well, like crazy well. I have no idea how. Um, (laughs) But I was just out. Like, I was so tired in line. I was out. And I was dreaming. (sighs) You go ahead. Well, tell me what was your dream and I'll tell you what I woke up to. What I was dreaming. Um, (laughs) So, in my dream, there were just cats all over the place. And it was just oddly, I mean, I had a cat and I guess... That didn't seem anything weird to me, but I was thought that I was dreaming and, <laughs> and I heard cats in my sleep. Then you go ahead. Well, so I slept so hard on that sidewalk. We had pillows and sleeping bags and everything. And I was in that kind of stage of waking up where you like know you're awake, but can't quite open your eyes yet. And what I heard was <laughs> what I assumed in my twilight stage. <laughs> I can't even say it. Was a cat. <laughs> I, thought... <laughs> I can't even say it all. I thought a cat was trapped in a trash can. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> I thought a cat was trapped in a trash can. <laughs> On this side of the such trauma and then we opened our <laughs> eyes and there are fucking cats everywhere in crates on dollies like it was, it was a cat show um well so i woke up and i didn't even look i was still laying down and i'm like i had a i had this weird dream about cats and you in a manner like and like pointed to the street <laughs> There were cats Someone everywhere. had like a one of those dollies that like you know carry heavy boxes on. That thing was like five, six crates tall full of cats. And the thing that you have to remember is cats are not trainable like that. So you put them in a crate or something, they're just gonna yell. There's nothing else that's gonna happen. Like I went to a cat show a couple years ago, and yeah. I mean they were all pissed off. <laughs> How do you? Like, I mean, what are you gonna get a, a cat to like jump over things and run and walk and you can't do that stuff. Oh my gosh. And then someone <laughs> we're in sleeping bags. Like we look like we are homeless. And someone asked us, Are you waiting for the cat show? <laughs> <laughs> like oh <laughs> a cat show. <laughs> No! 
show was on Gavin Friday's birthday, and Bono called him, standing right in front of us. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. You reminded me just the other day, because it was just Gavin's birthday. Right. And I'm thinking, he's, like, dialing a phone. How in the hell? He's not really dialing a phone, but he had a piece of paper in his hand. Oh, did he? And was... Yeah, I was dialing a number. It wasn't just like, boop, 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 boop. No, he actually had a number. He doesn't have it saved in his contacts or like the second in his favorites list. I feel like it was a f- actual phone, like maybe like one of those princess phones. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, my God. That was crazy. Mary J. Blige performed at that show. She did. She came out for one. Or... Good friend and fox hunting partner, Mary J. Yeah. Blige. No more drama. Been, the Mary J. Blige Foundation has been searching for the Loch Ness Monster for 10 years. <laughs> That's all 30 Rock. Yeah, that was really cool. And she looked amazing. Amazing. I will admit I'm not a huge fan of that version of one. No, me neither. But I like her. And that was amazing. And that was really um, cool to see her live. Yeah. Also, two more things I remember about that. Oh, three more things. Well, one is that I had some sort of muscle spasm in my neck. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die. Like, oh, everything no. went black. First, You said you had no idea what you were going to do with me if I, like, pass out. I'm like, just let me stay on the ground and enjoy the show. That's and then happened more than once, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was, but it was like, I swear, like, my vision it hurt so bad my vision like pinholed but then I'm like well I moved this way and my neck started hurting so let me move the opposite way and see and it worked it, like got the muscle kink out or whatever so yeah. I was fine after that the other thing is that Bono did the thing with the he had the mask over his eyes oh the coexist mask thing yeah yeah and Apparently, he got off course or something, and he was, like, really close to, like, walking off stage, like, at us. And someone had to grab, some security had to grab him and get him back on course. And I'm thinking, well, that'll be great, because I almost just passed out from my neck hurting, and then we're going to have, I don't know, falling on us, which has also happened before. Again, yeah. You're like, I'm I'm in no shape to catch you right now. Right. So those two things. Oh, and then for some reason, I remember and this. I've never seen this before, but they MSG had people inside the rail with beverages. Really? So we were, yeah, we were all the way up front. And this lady came out with glasses of champagne for like five dollars or something like that. They huh. people in the rail selling beverages, selling beverages. Huh. I've never seen that. I never saw it before. I've never seen it since. During the show or before? Before the show. Huh. It was really smart because yeah, I mean, we smart. couldn't get to anybody. And then the next show we went to was October 22nd, 2005 at the mm-hmm. Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh. This was our first perfect Pittsburgh experience <laughs> this is where it all began looking at the information and i was like damien marley opened and i don't remember that i remember that and then i remembered did we see the opener we didn't but i remember damien marley i think maybe we saw a second of it or something yeah 
Or maybe not. Maybe I just remember seeing something that said Damian Marley or something. I don't know. I'm pretty yeah. sure, though. So I'm pretty sure he, ha- he like, somebody ran around the stage with the Rastafarian flag. Huh. And I don't think I could have specifically made that up. So, yeah. I mean, we maybe saw, we probably saw the tail end of it or something. Maybe. But we were there. Garden Turn Amanda was there, too. I was definitely engaged at this point. Y'all have heard us talk about the backstage at a U2 show, the hospitality, and how it's corky wine and pretzels. I'm and this was, crap. like, the epitome of it all. Yeah. This was the worst. <laughs> this was the worst accommodations of all of the accommodations. Yeah. I mean, it was just in a back room in a Pittsburgh arena. Yeah. <laughs> there might have been paper or plastic throwaway tablecloths. <laughs> Pretty sure. Like I just remember maybe, pretzels. Like, I don't I feel like M and M's are too high end. Maybe they were like Walmart brand maybe chocolate covered pieces or something. <laughs> I don't know. But this was really extremely low end and sure as shit there was cork in my paper cup yeah wine wine glass it sure was we and saw that show mostly from the mix i think i think you're right which was kind of cool i don't it was really think cool. i'd never done that before no i'd never done that before Mm-mm. also we felt like we were going somewhere we shouldn't be go- i felt like i was sneaking into somewhere i shouldn't be sneaking in except that we were legit there we didn't like con anybody into getting there so i know right yeah someone on the crew who i had helped with something else earlier in the year gave us passes and bono did come into that hospitality room he did we didn't talk to him his attention also we weren't like there were some more important people there right but i don't think we were as aggressive as we should have been no. Like, we had every opportunity to just, like, stand in front of him as he was walking out or something. I know. Who was there? Paul O'Neill was there. Yeah. He was, was the, the Secretary of the Treasury at the time. Yeah, the United, uh, for the U.S., yeah. So that's a pretty big deal. It was a big deal. So Bono came um, to see him. Yeah. yeah, he was there with apparently every person he's ever met. <laughs> His whole family and grandchildren and his nieces, brothers, mistresses, housekeeper. It just everybody. There might have been some ever, dogs. I don't know. Yeah, it's nuts. So it was like the three of us and then everyone that's ever been Paul related O'Neal. to Paul O'Neill in his yeah. life, yeah. I do remember hearing there's a sound right before Bono walks in the room, I swear. I'm not making it up yeah. but it's just some sort of little commotion and i think when it's even just his crew or whatever there's still some like you know just yeah you can hear it and so i was like staring at the door and then we like stared at amanda whose back was towards the door and like i was trying to say is here and she's like i know <laughs> she's like i know like, she could Bono, just see, I guess, our faces. Oh Bono told a great story that night. Do you want to recreate it? Yeah, I'd like to do that. If okay. I can. You can't make any sense of this story because it was told and he skipped over the middle or something. It was like, <laughs> step one. <laughs> and then step, 
there was no step two and then step three. He said that he was somewhere and lost his hotel room key. And then he had to go to the lobby and convince somebody to let him into his room. Yeah. So I don't know why he would, I mean, it was on tour. I don't know why he would be without security for any instance and why anyone would trust him with a room key. <laughs> I don't know. So he said he went to the front desk and he had to convince them who he was because his name is not going to be on the station. No. No. So he said after he had to convince the lady at the front desk, he said it was like looking through a peephole at myself. And then that was it. <laughs> so we were just like, hold on, uh, what? Are we what? supposed to laugh or clap or <gasps> gasp in amazement? Like, it was so anticlimactic. Like, he's like, I have the story to tell. And it wasn't really. It wasn't even a story. No, it wasn't. And then I'm like, is it? Does is he talking about a dream or no? He wasn't. He was saying this actually happened. Yeah, so right. locked himself out of the room, had to go to the front desk and convince them who he was. And then it was like looking through a peephole back at himself. Yeah. And I'm like, so I don't know, just any of that. What does that mean? Oh, yeah. But I think we patted him on the back and was like, take care, buddy. <laughs> See you out there. Stick to your day job, okay? Yeah. Because that story was not good. <laughs> I love that we have it. It's a great story for us to tell. A great story it's for us. Stupid story for him to tell. Oh, maybe when we're chatting with him over whiskey and cake, we can ask him what actually happened. Let's do that. We need to put that on the list. <laughs> we haven't had any whiskey and cake questions in a long time. No, we haven't. Yeah, anyway, that show is just fun. I mean, we just really had fun on that show. My next show was... 360. It was October 1st, 2009 at Scott Stadium in Charlottesville, Virginia, which was one of my favorite shows. And I think at the time it was the best show I'd ever seen. Like it was just like seriously an unusually good show. Not that they, not that all their shows aren't good because they are, but this one was just, I don't know the atmosphere. It was in a very small stadium. And I was with my uncle and his husband, my brother, my cousin, and his wife. And I was so nervous. I'm like, they're going to come on stage, and I don't know what's going to happen, but the show's going to suck. And they, <laughs> they're all going to tell me, you know, like, why'd you bring us oh, all the way yeah. to the show? It sucks or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't. Right. And then I'm like, now you guys can never go to another show because it was that good. And the odds are the next show you go to isn't going to be that perfect in every single way right. but which wasn't true because will's been to more shows and uncle charles and bob went to more shows so mm-hmm. so i wasn't right with that at all but it, it was out. just for some reason a magical show for me like charlottesville is when i was a kid we took family vacations to charlottesville because yeah. my dad went to undergrad and law school there my parents lived there when they were first married and so it's just a beautiful place, and that city means so much to me. So to see a show in Charlottesville when they hadn't played in Virginia 
since 92 and they haven't played in Virginia since then at all that was just a really special show for me I also remember seeing the list of the shows and thinking that's got to be a mistake that's not actually Charlottesville Virginia there's no way they're playing in this teeny stadium but right they did I have since seen many good concerts there, but that was the first one, I think. Not you two shows, Elton John right, and right. Bruce several times. And then my next show was also for 360. It was October 23rd at Sam Boyd Stadium in Las Vegas, where you Sam and I Boyd. have for Pop Mart. I went with a friend of mine. This was all weird. I went with a friend of mine, and we had an extra ticket that we were selling to this stranger. This guy we totally did not know we never met him and we met him in a bar to sell the ticket and we had so much fun with him he just stuck around he's still (laughs) in my life i I love that i don't even know how that happened but we went we were in the bar for i don't know 20 hours or something and at the end of that time we were just, and he's like, can we just all stay in the same room? We're at the same hotel and everything. We're like, yeah. And so we were all also had this awful emotional thing going on. I think we all cried and it was, I don't know. So we we wanted to be in line at the stadium at like 6 a.m. And I think at 4 a.m. we were still at the bar. And so we're just like, eh, stand in the back. So we go to the show and we meet up with Amanda's friends. And now, so it's three of us and then two more. Our group just kept growing. And we were all together during the show. My step-cousin-in-law was there. I sold him a ticket. And he was there with the, he was for some conference or something. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to see you there. There's so many people and whatever. And he was standing at a gate waiting for something to him. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, oh my gosh. Whenever you have like six degrees of separation from anybody else, those numbers get incredibly smaller in the YouTube world. But anyway, that show is really good. The Black Eyed Peas Open, who I did not. Wow. They put on a good show, but I'm not a big, huge fan. But it was really cool. It was one of my best adventures. Bono sang Viva Las Vegas. In oh, I love Elvis, that story. Elvis voice. It is so crazy that he made it as far as he did. And then he was like, yeah, I can't believe I just did that. <laughs> like, it was impressive. He made it that far in, yeah. in the song, singing it in that key. Anyway, that's all of my October shows. Yeah, that's all of mine, too. Well, gosh, those are some crazy adventures we had. Yeah, October apparently is a really good month for Most concerts. of it wasn't even show-related. No, I know, <laughs> Most right? Most of it was just us. <laughs> yeah, good times. Anyway, we'll see you guys in November, and hopefully we will have a new president-elect by the time you, you hear our next Where We've Been at. Just going to get right there and let that be, let that sit in the universe. Okay, friends, fans, and listeners, until next time, may your music be loud and your whiskey be strong. Yeah, yeah. Okay, goodbye. Bye.